It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Today's episode of the Locked On Reds podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on today's show. 
We're going to talk about our man, Joseph Daniel Votto. First of all, obviously, get well soon to him. He has reportedly tested positive for COVID-19. We're going to talk about Joey here on the show. We're also going to talk about the shortstop situation. Uh, Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll look at where that's at. I also got a little bit of a throwback segment for you and a rolled inning segment. But before we get into all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. And follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save that Lockdown Reds line number into your phone for comments, reactions, questions, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159 tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of that. A lot of Lockdown Reds line stuff and a big Jeff's Junk Mail segment. We'll see if it's a whole episode kind of situation. So get those in. At 513-549-0159. All right, we're leading off today's podcast with the big news of the day. It was reported in the middle of Wednesday that Joey Votto was going on the injured list for undisclosed reasons. I think pretty much everybody sort of put two and two together. There were some people that wondered if there was a bigger picture going on, but the ultimate sum of it all is that he tested positive for COVID-19. Now you may remember in 2020, he kind of took a game or two off, not, not the benching, but there was a couple of games where he was out of the lineup because he had experienced symptoms related to COVID-19 and he was just being precautious. Well, it turns out this time he tested positive for COVID-19, but reports are that he is asymptomatic. So we are hoping for a speedy recovery and getting him back in the lineup. One would figure that this would probably have to almost restart his spring training clock. Not necessarily, you know, he has to go back to conditioning whenever he tests negative, but he's probably going to require a few more games, so he may not be ready for opening day at the first base spot. And that is something that we'll talk about a little bit later on this week as to what the Reds should do about that. But this is more focused on Joy Votto because coming up to this positive test, He was looking good. Talk to anyone that's watched a spring training game in which Joey Votto was involved in. They'll tell you two things. He hasn't looked this good in a long time, and his swing hasn't looked this good since 2017. You may remember that year. He missed out on the MVP vote by the slimmest of margins. And quite frankly, I think he should have won. But that's neither here nor there. He is looking super good in spring training. Now, what that means for the season is, you know, it's it's all well and good. It's kind of like uh, mentally preparing yourself for an interview or something like that. It's like you feel good beforehand. You just got to get to the interview to figure out how it's going to go. We had to get to the regular season to see how Joey was going to continue to perform. But let me throw you some numbers here. We, we, we all know that last season there was a before and after. There was a before the benching where Joey was abysmal at the plate. And then there was after the benching. This was not the COVID-related one. This was the David Bell setting Joey Votto down and saying, dude, take a breath. There is something going on. We need to figure out what that is. And then he comes back from that benching and goes off. He slashes 258, 385, 557. That's right, 557 slugging. In fact, in the 25 hits that he had in those 97 at-bats, From August 29th to the end of the season, 
13 of those 25 hits were extra base hits. He had eight home runs and five doubles. Dude was killing the ball. In fact, baseball reference does a little bit of math for me because this is not something that I think I'd be able to readily put together. But in a 162-game season, you know, averaging out the slash line numbers that he did in those 29 games, if you average those out to 162 games, that's 45 home runs. Who here ever thought in these final couple of years of his contract that he was going to approach that number? Now, that's, that, that's just math. That's, he didn't actually do that, but it's something to think about when coming into this season because pretty much everybody agrees that with his far more upright stance that he's using and a little bit of a bigger swing arc and the fact that he has expanded the zone. He he no longer waits for the pitch to be right there on a tee for him. He was kind of chopping at some balls out of the zone and hitting them pretty hard. Now, a lot of them are going foul, but at the same token, he is showing the propensity to not just sit and wait for his pitch. He is a changed man. And everyone agrees that his swing is looking amazing. So is that something that he could translate to this season? I wholly believe that he can. Number one, I love Joey Votto. He's my favorite red currently on the team. Might be my favorite red of all time. That's something that I really have to think about. And I'm putting myself on the spot even just asking myself that. But right now, he is definitely my favorite red. And when I look at the changes that he has made, I think he can carry over that success that he was experiencing post-benching 2020. And that is a huge thing. That is probably number one most important, at least in my mind, number one most important to the Reds lineup bouncing back in 2021 is a good Joey Votto because a good Joey Votto spreads out to the rest of the team. Now, I still think that an ideal lineup has Joey batting like fifth or sixth, but that is ideal. And I got to qualify that because I've said that before. And that's confused some people that I want Joey batting sixth. It's not in a vacuum. It's if everything is going right, he should be batting sixth because if everything is going right, you've got Nixon Zell killing the ball. You've got a Eugenio Suarez killing the ball. You got Moose, you got Castellanos, those guys. I want this lineup to hinge on, but if Joey is going to be phenomenal, Not necessarily 2017 Joey, but the bold prediction Joey that I gave you last week in the 130 OPS range, this lineup is going to be so much better. And the good news is, like I mentioned, the reason that he is on the injured list is COVID-19. He is asymptomatic as of reporting yesterday. So hopefully he continues that. He gets back quickly, and he doesn't miss too much time at the beginning of the regular season because I think it's going to be a good year for Joseph Daniel Votto. All right, moving on. We've got a throwback segment. We're going to do a little bit of talking about some rolled innings too. But before we jump into all of that, I wanted to let you know, if you are looking for a part for your car, rockauto.com is the place for you to check out because number one, when you order the part, they're going to deliver it right to your door. You don't have to get out. You don't have to go to the store. They're going to bring it right to you. They've also got reliably low prices. When you go to the store, down the street, on the corner, whatever, it's going to have marked up prices there because they're trying to make a lot of money. And Rock Auto is trying to make money too, but they're not going to gouge you. They've got reliably low prices on all the parts that your car will ever need, and they're going to be very helpful and very easy to find those parts 
as well. Check out rockauto.com and when you're checking out in the How'd You Hear About Us section, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com. And in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On. Rock Auto has all of the parts that your car will ever need. New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom. Cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. And when we're done here today, I urge you, check out the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. Aram Layton, we had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about the Reds farm system, takes a look at everybody's farm system and the top prospects in Major League Baseball. He also looks at some guys who are making some noise and will give you the kind of guys to look for when it comes to call-ups, you know, pending call-ups and stuff like that. So check out the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast hosted by Aram Layton. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I want to talk about this. Usually on Thursdays, I like to do a throwback, but this is kind of a throwback that actually has something to do with today because we're talking a lot about the season, previewing it, talking about the Reds hitting, talking about the Reds pitching, talking about their defense, all of that good stuff. And there's there's an overarching theme of, well, they might be good. They could be good. They have the ability to be good, but we don't know that they're really good. It's actually an interesting thought process because when I looked back at the season preview for 1990, we, we always look back at the World Series teams because, well, those teams won the World Series, and that's what we want this team to do this year. When you look back at the season preview for the 1990 Cincinnati Reds, Raise your hand if you remember where they had them finishing before the season started. The consensus was third place in the NL West. That's right. They had the Padres winning the NL West, in fact. They had the Padres led by Jack McKeon winning the NL West. That didn't happen. In fact, uh, like they mentioned, you know, Jack McKeon gets fired halfway through the season because the Padres were so unsuccessful. But an interesting parallel between the 1990 Padres heading into that year and the 2021 Cardinals heading into this year. Now, I'm, I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to fire Mike Schilt halfway through the year, but the Cardinals acquired Nolan Arenado this offseason, and everyone kind of slotted them into the favorites of the division, rightfully so. The Padres in 1990 acquired Joe Carter heading into the season, and everybody thought that, coupled with the way that they finished 1989, made the Padres the most dangerous team in the NL West. A little bit of parallels there, I'm just saying. I'm not saying that the the Cardinals are going to finish third or anything crazy like that, but it's interesting and ironic to note the similarities. Also some similarities to note in those previews for 1990, with the Reds being picked to finish third, Some of the uh, quotes, some of the things that people were saying about the Reds pre-1990 were intriguing as well, at least ironic when it comes to comparing them to this year. This was from Hal McCoy in the Dayton Daily News 
before the 1990 season. He said, barring injuries, the Reds' starting eight is solid, though unspectacular. What is the same thing that everyone has been saying about the 2021 squad? They got a lot of good ball players. There's just no stars. There's nobody that really separates themselves from the pack. Hmm. Interesting. He also said, and the pitching is as sturdy as the Berlin Wall circa 1961, which, I, I mean, I, I, it's not as good as last year's pitching. Comparing what Hal McCoy said about 1990 Reds compared to 2021. But I think that the Reds pitching is a lot more solid than people are giving them credit for. And then Inside Sports wrote about the 1990 team. Actually, this team is good enough to finish at least second, but the Reds have underachieved for so long, we've lost patience with them. You could copy and paste that to their 2021 season preview. They have disappointed for so long, we've lost patience with them. That's kind of where every Reds fan is right now with this team too. It's ironic to note the similarities and, of course, we all know what happened later. The Reds end up going wired to wire and winning the World Series. Now, I don't necessarily know that the Reds will go wired to wire in 2021, but if they did, I would love that. Love that totally. All right, real quick, I want to... Uh... All right, you hear the music. You know what time it is. We are updating the rolled innings statistics because there were exactly two innings that the Reds have rolled over since the last time we talked about it. On Tuesday, Braden Shipley saw his inning rolled over, which was the third inning of Tuesday's game after Vladimir Gutierrez had pitched. He uh, was kind of getting hit around quite a bit. Gave up five hits in that inning, including a walk and gave up four earned runs. And then on Wednesday, Kind of concerningly so, Sean Doolittle also got rolled over. I say that because it's starting to look like a pattern. I'm, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that he doesn't deserve a roster spot. There were plenty of people that went that far. But with his performances, his first two appearances, you're really starting to look for patterns of improvement, patterns of him strengthening his arm, strengthening his command, getting ready for the season, and he just hasn't done that yet. He's kind of getting blasted early on this spring training, so that is that's something to monitor because while the Reds aren't really paying him a ton, so it's kind of a low-risk, uh, hopefully high-reward situation for him because he can be an important back-of-the-bullpen piece, right now he kind of uh, evokes the imagery of one Giovanni Gallardo, and that's not actually... Somebody posed that to me on Twitter. That was Ryan on Twitter posed that to the Lockdown Reds account. He called him Giovanni Doolittle. And, uh, I mean, two two spring appearances do not make or break a guy, but it is a concerning pattern to continue to watch, and that's definitely something we're going to be looking for uh, the rest of the spring. Hopefully he can hone in his performances a little bit because right now they're not inspiring a lot of confidence heading into the season. All right, coming up here, we're going to talk about shortstop, and that's something we've been talking about a lot this offseason. I've been trying to save it as much as possible during spring training because it feels like we're not learning a whole lot. But I've got a uh, thought process to pose to you about that here in just a minute. And when it comes to sports and thought processes and things like that, you probably have a pretty good grasp 
on what you're watching, whether it be basketball, baseball, football, whatever you've got, you probably know your sports. And if you want to make a couple of bucks off of that sports knowledge, I got the best place for you. It's betonline.ag. They've got a great website when it comes to finding all of the best lines in sports. And with college basketball's conference championship weekend well underway with all of the major conferences in their tournament season, now's the best time to make a couple of bucks off your sports knowledge. And betonline.ag has a great offer for you as well. When you set up your account there, type in the promo code Locked On. They'll give you 50% more on your initial deposit. That's right. If you put 50 bucks in, they'll give you 25. You put in 100, they'll give you 50. And that's just for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast and typing Locked On in the promo code section. So head on over there today. That's betonline.ag. They are their official sports gambling sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, and they're giving you 50% more on your initial deposit just for typing the promo code Locked On. Speaking of March and tournaments and brackets and all that stuff, Built Bar has the most delicious bracket anywhere on BuiltBar.com. Head on over there and vote for your favorite flavors. In fact, I'm going to do that right now. All right, BuiltBar.com. Here we go. Vote now. Yep. All right, today's matchups. Right now, Thursday's matchups, we've got Caramel Brownie against Cherry Barcia. Oh, pfft. It's Cherry Barcia against whoever's going to lose. Let's put it that way. And then the other matchup is Lemon Almond Cheesecake versus Carrot Cake with Walnuts. Carrot Cake with Walnuts, very underrated flavor. So go over to BuiltBar.com, vote for your favorites. And if you need a refresher, I mean, they all taste very amazing. But if you need a refresher on what your favorite flavor is, I got a promo code for you. Save 20% off your next order of Built Bar with the promo code Locked On. Just type it in on checkout. You'll get your order 20% off. That way you can prove me on my thought that Cherry Barcia is the best flavor. Now, if Cherry Barcia goes up against Coconut Brownie, not really sure what to do there because I love Coconut Brownie Chunk and I love Cherry Barcia. Whatever. Whoever wins that matchup, we all win. And that's BuiltBar.com. Head on over there, vote for your favorite flavors, and get yourself another box with 20% off using the promo code locked on. BuiltBar.com in the promo code locked on. And mentioning betonline.ag also has me thinking, you also got to check out Locked On Bets. They will help you out each and every day with the best bet of the day. Lee Sterling and your boy Q host the podcast, taking a look at the sports slate each and every day and scouring to find the best bets for you. Check out Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. And we should have created like a prop bet on betonline.ag to see who will be the Reds shortstop. However, I would not have known uh, who to put as the favorite until now. I kind of got this impression when you, when you think about the way that the Reds set this up throughout the spring, when they lost out on the Andrew Dunn Simmons, D.D. Gregorius, and Marcus Simeon sweepstakes, when they didn't get any one of those guys, it almost felt like it was done. Like, like there, there was no help coming for shortstop. The Calvary wasn't coming. And that's not a reference to the Louisville Calvary. That's just the bullpen. But when you talk about what the Reds did, after not getting one of the top three guys, I think then they made the decision 
that Kyle Farmer was going to be their guy for, for better or for worse. I'm not advocating for it. I'm saying this is what I saw. This is what I see. I always think of one of my favorite characters, Sherlock Holmes. Yes. I sometimes I read every now and then, but old Sherlock always said this. If you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable must be the truth. After not signing one of those three big guys, they made no moves. There were rumors about them maybe kicking the tires on a couple of trade guys, but they never felt as though the price was right because they thought they were playing with house money. You don't overpay for something that you already have something you like. Like if if you got a TV in your living room that you love, you're not going to go out and buy another one. Although well, maybe that's a bad example because I think I totally would, but you get what I'm saying. They're not going to go out and buy a Maserati whenever they've already got a Lamborghini. Something like that. Now, to say that Kyle Farmer's a Lamborghini at shortstop, I don't know that. Hopefully he proves us that he is. But it sure seems like the Reds have been planning this way for a while because when they signed D. Strange Gordon, what was the consensus prognostication for that signing? He's a utility guy. He's a bench guy. Most of us were worried that the Reds were really considering him as the shortstop or as a candidate to win the shortstop position, but I don't think that was so. I think the Reds always intended to use him as a utility guy and replace the role that Kyle Farmer would be vacating, becoming the starting shortstop. Now, I love everything that Kyle Farm has done. The new swing, the new batting stance, the new hairstyle, the new number, the new shape. He's, he's lost weight. I love all of that stuff. I really hope that it translates into success on the field. But knowing what we have seen from him so far, it feels like it's a leap. It feels like it's just hope right now. It is fan hope. It is our fan hearts that are just aching for the Reds to be successful that we're saying, yeah... He can do it because as it stands logically, the reason that Kyle Farmer is the shortstop and he's going to be the shortstop is process of elimination. They're not giving it to Jose Garcia. He's not really gotten that many at bats this spring. And when he does, it's like, oh, well, he's DHing or he came into the game as a shortstop uh, uh, substitution. Maybe he came into the game. I've seen him come into the game as a second baseman substitution, which I thought was kind of strange. It's like, this guy's supposed to play shortstop. But in all, he's not been a guy that they've given a ton of opportunity to. The two guys that they've given the most opportunities to this spring have been Kyle Farmer and D. Strange Gordon. And they're not going to give it to D. Strange Gordon. He is depth. He is help. He is the bench. He is the guy who can come in whenever you need him in a pinch. He is not the starting shortstop. And Kyle Farmer up to this point was the utility guy. He was the safety blanket at all positions. He could play everywhere. I mean, they didn't really ask him to pitch last year, but he probably could do that too. Now he is looked upon to be the shortstop. Because Garcia and Kyle Holder are starting the year in the minors. That's just happening. There's no reason to bring Kyle Holder up to the majors and use him as a platoon shortstop. Because his profile is the exact same as Jose Garcia. Great fielder. Don't know if he can hit. So you need the minors to figure that out. And then Blandino is depth. Blandino is middle infield depth 
Uh, maybe slot him into a corner out, outfield spot if you need him. Maybe at third base if you need him. Wherever you can fit him in on the diamond, I think that they got him ready to go as depth. They're not going to hand a guy that they gave no at-bats in 2020 the starting shortstop job. It's just not going to happen. So he is going to be bench. D. Strange Gordon on the bench. So you got guys that can move around, and then you got Kyle Farmer at shortstop. And some people say, well, that kind of hurts their catching depth, but not really. Have you guys watched Davey Gruyon? Davey Gruyon's got some power, man. That dude is smacking some dingers in spring training. And behind the plate, he looks pretty solid too. Moves around, blocks the plate very nicely. He is a guy that I would trust the third catcher spot too. He's going to start the year in AAA, and he's going to kind of be that emergency guy. He's going to be like the Ryan LaVarnway role. In fact, I asked Jim Day that the other day. I'm like, who would you rather have, Ryan LaVarnway or Davey Gruyon as your emergency third catcher? He's like, well, obviously, Davey Gruyon. It's not even a question. Dude's killing it. So they don't need Kyle Farmer as the third shortstop. They've set it up that way with their offseason moves. They've set up Kyle Farmer as the starting shortstop. It's only a matter of time. I mean, you see Mark Sheldon's articles that he's writing about roster predictions. He has Farmer slotted in as the shortstop. Most people are saying that he is going to start the year. So hopefully he just takes off. I mean, he mentioned it in an interview recently with Jim Day that he's only had 360 career at-bats. So he approaches that from the point of view of they've not given me whoever they is, whether it be the Dodgers or the Reds, have not given me ample opportunity to show my stuff. And now this is his chance. And his swing has looked all right during spring training. He looks like he's got some power. He's hitting a lot of line drives deep into the outfield. And like I said, he's got all of that mantra, juju, good vibe stuff that he's got going on. So let's see. Maybe that translates into some good stuff. But it just feels like even though we have debated all offseason and all spring training, who is going to be the Reds shortstop? It feels like the Reds have always set it up to be Kyle Farmer since they missed out on one of the big three guys that were on the free agent list. That's just how I'm thinking about it. I I think here, sooner rather than later, we're going to hear some kind of announcement from David Bell that he is the opening day shortstop. Now, that being said, it still is his job to prove that he deserves. I think that this process is going to last probably into May to figure out who the best shortstop is for the Reds and they have not quite been the outside-the-box thinkers when it comes to moving a Eugenio Suarez to short, shortstop or moving Nixon Zell to shortstop or what have you. And we're going to get into that a little bit more on tomorrow's episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's Lockdown Reds podcast. Make sure you get your Lockdown Reds line stuff in, questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got. 513-549-0159. But we're going to talk about outside-the-box thinking when it comes to this roster. And we're going to talk about some Lockdown Reds line stuff on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you so much for downloading today's podcast and listening. I'll talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 